Hello everyone, and welcome to the July 15th edition of WorkComp Academy Weekly News. I'm Kyle Eubelhart with Floyd, Scarin, and Kelly, and thanks for joining us today. Let's get started with our litigation report. The WCAB reversed an award of benefits to an injured worker who had no excuse for reporting his injury late, just after he was terminated from employment. Here is what happened in the panel decision of Morales versus MFF Racing and Westland Insurance. Noel Morales claims he sustained an injury on March 23, 2011 while employed by MFF Racing. He sustained that he hurt his elbow at work when he was working with a hammer and missed hitting a part causing him to feel a pop in his elbow. Although he was aware of the company policy to report injuries immediately, he did not report his injury that day. He claims he did not go to work the following day because of this injury. However, he did not seek medical treatment claiming instead that he was waiting for his employer to send him to a clinic. He testified that he called into work that next morning and left a message on the answering machine to his reporter that he was hurt his elbow and was not coming into work. The employer denies knowledge of any such phone call. He returned to work on the third day following the event, still having pain in his right elbow. He still did not tell his supervisor, Mr. Raul Ruiz, that he had injured his elbow three days earlier. That afternoon, when he was called into the office, the HR manager, who terminated him because he did not come into work the day before, applicant acknowledged that he had been repeatedly written up for being tardy or absent and was given warnings and placed on probation in 2006, 2008, and 2010. Applicant begged for his job back at this meeting, and when told he could not have it back, applicant reported the injury to his right elbow. The essential question in this case is whether the evidence demonstrates that the employer had knowledge of the applicant's claim of injury prior to or subsequent to applicant's notice of termination. The WCJ found the notice requirement was satisfied by the injured worker's report of his injury contemporaneously with the notice of termination. The employer filed a petition for reconsideration, which was granted, and the WCAB reversed the award. The Labor Code provides that no compensation shall be paid for an injury that occurs prior to a notice of termination unless applicant establishes that the employer received notice of the injury prior to the notice of termination or there are medical records that contain evidence of the injury prior to the notice of termination. There was no evidence in this case that the applicant was incapable of reporting his injury before he was terminated. Applicant was offered no reason for his failure to comply. On these facts, the WCAB found that the employer's affirmative defense of post-termination claim should be sustained. The NFL and thousands of former NFL players who have sued the league allegedly hiding the dangers of brain injury have been ordered to try and resolve the case in mediation. U.S. District Judge Anita Brody, who is overseeing the litigation in Philadelphia federal court, ordered both sides to meet with mediator Lane Phillips a retired federal judge in an effort to settle the dispute. Judge Brody said she would hold off on ruling on the NFL's motion to dismiss the case until September 3rd. More than 4,000 players have accused the league of concealing the risk of concussions and long-term brain damage as a result of repeated hits to the head. Many of these former players have also claims pending before the California WCAB. The league has said it disclosed what information it had regarding research into brain trauma. 
It is also argued that the lawsuit is inappropriate because the issue of player safety is governed by the collective bargaining agreements negotiated between the league and the players union. And now for our fraud report. Surveillance video from a San Francisco municipal bus has exonerated a Southern California tourist accused of assaulting the bus driver who received more than a year's worth of workers' compensation for injuries that he falsely claimed he received from a tourist. 25-year-old Victorville resident Matthew Lopez was found not guilty of felony battery on the unidentified 64-year-old driver. Lopez had been in jail for three months before the trial. Lopez had boarded the 49 Mission bus while on crutches and with a broken leg. He was accompanied by his girlfriend. Lopez got into a confrontation with the driver after an argument with another passenger who had apparently had been bumped by Lopez's girlfriend. The driver's 55-year-old sister, also a passenger on the bus, confronted Lopez's girlfriend, which left to a fist fight between the two women. As the women fought, Lopez pleaded with the driver to open the bus doors. Lopez then reached over the driver to push the button, releasing the doors and prompting a scuffle between Lopez and the driver. During the four-day trial, the driver testified that Lopez went into a rage, punched him in the face, bashed his head on the fare box, and tried to break the doors off the bus. However, the surveillance video from the bus showed none of these things the driver claimed. Instead, the video showed Lopez acting in self-defense. It was the driver and his sister had escalated the situation and turned an accident into a fist fight. The driver collected workers' compensation for 14 months after saying he had lost three teeth and suffered a tear to his rotator cuff. But during the trial, dental records showed the driver was missing 12 teeth due to advanced periodontal disease before the incident, including two of the three he claimed were knocked out. The driver admitted on the stand his rotator cuff was originally torn in a fight with another passenger in 2009. There is no word yet whether the unidentified driver will face any charges. The owner and operator of Lady Medical Services, a DME company based in Gardena, California, was sentenced to serve five years in prison. 47-year-old Boldomi Adatola of Harbor City must also pay him out $4.5 million in restitution. Last March, Edatola was convicted by a jury in federal court in Los Angeles on one count of conspiracy to commit health care fraud and 12 counts of health care fraud. Edatola fraudulently billed millions of dollars to Medicare for DME that was either never provided to its Medicare beneficiaries or was not medically necessary. He also paid cash kickbacks for fraudulent prescriptions written by a co-conspirator physician. Several Medicare beneficiaries testified that they were lured to medical clinics with the promise of a free recliner sofa, only to receive power wheelchairs that they did not need and did not want. The beneficiaries were unsuccessful in their attempts to reject delivery of this power wheelchairs from the supply company. In addition, some of these beneficiaries were deceased at the time of service. Adatola submitted over $8.4 million in false and fraudulent claims. And in regulatory news, the Independent Medical Review Program was created pursuant to Senate Bill 863. The program applies to injuries occurring after January 1st and after July 1st to disputes for all dates of injury as long as there is utilization review after January 1st. The DWC is contracted with Maximus Federal Services to provide the review. 
Maximus in turn contracts with medical professionals to perform the review. The names of the professionals are confidential in communications outside of the organization. All IMR decisions thus far are posted on the DWC website. And thus far, an informal review of the posted decision shows that Maximus Professional Reviewer sustained the UR physician's determinations more times than they had overturned the decisions, thus favoring the employer's point of view. An analysis of some of these decisions by the California Society of Industrial Medicine and Surgery said that some Maximus Professional Reviewers are better than others. In some cases, the professional reviewers performed a thorough review and provided a clear and cogent rationale for their decision. Unfortunately, in other cases, the professional reviewers cited no authority whatsoever to support their decisions. A workers' compensation bill that's provoked a high-stakes lobbying fight between professional sports teams and players' unions has passed a key hurdle in the California legislature. The amended AB 1309 was approved by the Senate Labor and Industrial Relations Committee. The committee said that this bill was strengthened to ensure out-of-state, non-specific injury claims have no business being filed in California while safeguarding the rights of injured workers who are substantially employed here. The bill would also choose close the loophole that allows out-of-state athletes to place 100% of the cumulative trauma liability on California-based teams, even if they played a small amount of time for that team and most of their careers out-of-state. But critics say still cannot support the proposed law. The bill must still be approved by the full Senate. The Workers' Compensation Appeals Board has modified the text of the proposed amendments to its rules of practice and procedure that were the subject of public hearing last April. The proposed modifications and related documents are now posed on its website. Members of the public are invited to present written comments regarding the proposed modifications on or by July 25th. And in medical news, claims administrators have a new tool to help fight pain medication drug addiction. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration has approved Swedish drug maker Arexo, AB's drug to treat opiate addiction. The tablet, known as Zubsolve, dissolves under the tongue. It combines the drug buprenorphine and naloxone and will compete with similar products such as Sabetex and Suboxone made by the British competitor. Arexo said its drug offers a benefit to patients suffering patients over Suboxone because less required to achieve the same effect. It also has a menthol flavor and is said that patients prefer it. Nearly three out of four prescription drug overdoses are caused by painkillers known as opiates that include such drugs as oxycodone, hydrocodone, fentanyl, methadone, and codeine. And according to these Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, these drugs now cause more overdose deaths than cocaine and heroin combined. In March, the FDA rejected a similar drug manufactured by Titan Pharmaceuticals and asked for additional data proving it worked. Titan's drug, known as buprenorphine, is a long-acting version of Suboxone that is implanted under the skin. To date, the market for Buprenorphine has been dominated by Reckitt, a consumer goods company whose products range from cleaning supplies to condoms. Suboxone and Subutex generated sales of roughly $1.3 billion in 2012, 
Arexo said opiate dependence affects nearly 5 million people in the United States and that only 20% receive treatment. The company said it expects peak sales of the new drug to be at least $500 million. A second health insurer notified state regulators Tuesday that it will stop selling individual policies in California. United Healthcare announced it will no longer offer individual insurance plans after the end of the year. It will focus instead on its core business of group plans for large and small employers. The announcement comes two weeks after Aetna Incorporated said it also plans to exit California's individual insurance market. Both insurers avoided participating in the state exchange that is being established as part of Obamacare. State Insurance Commissioner Dave Jones says the departure of the United Healthcare and Aetna is bad news for consumers. He said that their departure means less choice, less competition, and more market consolidation by the remaining big three health insurers, Anthem Blue Cross, Blue Shield of California, and Kaiser. This means an increased likelihood of even higher prices from those health insurers in the future. Anthem Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Kaiser have 87% of the individual market. Edna had approximately 60,000 people covered by individual policies, and United Healthcare, through its subsidiary Pacific Care, had approximately 10,000 individual policyholders. Policyholders from both companies have been informed that they can keep their existing health insurance until the end of this year. Aetna and United Healthcare policyholders will be able to purchase health insurance from other health insurers inside and outside the new California Health Benefits Exchange. Starting October 1st, those seeking to buy their own health insurance will be directed and covered in California, the state's new exchange where 13 insurance carriers will sell individual policies. Aetna and United Healthcare chose not to participate in the exchange. And in other news, the WCIRB announced that it is on schedule for a July 22nd deployment of the second phase of its new STAR operating system. This latest release of STAR builds upon the first phase of the system, which was rolled out last September. Phase 2 gives the WCRB new policy data management tools, which will enable electronic policy data reporting for insurers. It also includes the initial release of STAR Online, a new online service for insurers to manage USR data submissions, correspondence, and much more. With this deployment, the WCRB can begin decommissioning its mainframe system and in conjunction with the online services provided via STAR Online, will be positioned to provide new operational efficiencies for member insurers and new products and services for all WCRB stakeholders. Phase 2 of STAR will be deployed over the weekend of July 19th through the 21st. That's all our news and events for this week. Please be sure to check out our website daily for news, updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our weekly news podcasts and special reports using your iPhone, iPad, iPod, or Android device by searching for WorkCop Academy with your podcast software. Again, I'm Kyle Eubelhart with Floyd Scarin and Kelly. Thanks for joining us today and drop by again next week for more news.